You're listening to the Bahai World News Service. This month, a unique gathering brought together representatives from around the world to explore what is being learned about the Bahai houses of worship in their respective countries. More than 30 people gathered for the consultations, coming from Australia, Cambodia, Chile, Colombia, Germany, India, Panama, Samoa, Uganda, and the United States. In part 1 of this interview, participants from Chile, India, and Uganda discussed the historical development of the continental temples in their countries and insights that have been gleaned in recent years. Hi everybody. We're here at the Bahai World Center. We just finished 3 days of consultations on the evolution of Bahai houses of worship. My name is Felipe Duarte. I'm from Santiago, Chile, and we have some friends here joining the conversation. My name is Santos Odiambo. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. My name is Eduardo Rioseco. I'm from Santiago, Chile, too, and I serve as a temple director. My name is Emma Gandhari from New Delhi, serving as the general manager of Bahai House of Worship in Delhi, which is popularly known as the Lotus Temple. During these consultations, we have had friends representing 10 houses of worship from around the world that are currently open, and uh, we've been discussing several themes, several topics, um, and sharing the experience that is being generated around the whole world. So maybe let's talk a little bit about where are these houses of worship? The house of worship in Kampala is uh, is located in Kampala city in a very serene uh, environment to the suburb of the Kampala city. The house of worship uh, was built in early 50s and and of course opened to the public around 1958. by the hand of the course uh, Amitul Baharuyanon uh, currently it is one of the greenest place remaining in the Kampala city and uh, one of the most beautiful place so we have quite a lot of visitors that want to come and uh, have a time uh, either relax and unwind after a very long uh, week of uh, work and uh, also visitors from outside the country that uh, are coming to see the architectural uh, want to feel the spiritual atmosphere and uh, interact with the with the green nature that is surrounding the house of worship well in the case of santiago the house of worship was inaugurated in october 2016 it's been almost 3 years now and it quickly became a very popular uh, place uh, in Santiago and in in the country. Uh it's located in the Andes. Uh but also it's located in the city. It's a very interesting relationship. Santiago all of Santiago is right at the foot of the Andes and the temple is sort of in the threshold of of the Andes and and many people many many people already has been uh, visiting the temple in on a regular basis and it became uh, sort of an icon of of the city. and uh, so far it's been a little bit over a million of visitors that that we've received but in case of a uh, lotus uh, bahai house of worship which is known as a lotus temple to begin with it was in, uh, uh, when it started construction way back 79 slightly outskirts of the city but uh, now uh, it was dedicated in to, uh, 1986 december 1986 but right now actually is the one of the most uh, 
uh, it's the heart of the city. Uh, it is one of the most iconic building in, uh, in, in India. It also attracts about anyway between 5 million to the 6 million per annum. So on a daily basis we have about something about average about uh, between 10 to 40,000 people uh, ranging that uh, per day for visitors. Last week, one of the volunteers was telling that uh, this. some of the visitors says that, do we place a magnet here that which attracts the people? <laughs> <laughs> and then the volunteer had replied very beautifully. She said, yes, and the magnet is a, there's a spiritual magnet which mm -hmm. attracts actually the people from all walks of the city, from all walks of the life. And the expression and the experience of all visitors is one, that when we come here, we are able to re really to have a, a peace of mind, we are able to reach to ourselves, and we are able to commune with our Creator. So you were mentioning how the temple is becoming a collective center and it's becoming uh, an attraction, it has a spiritual attraction to everybody. And uh, this is such a central theme that we've been discussing and the fact that it's it's a temple that belongs to everybody. It belongs to all yes. the community, to the wider society, not just the Baha'i community. And uh, we're learning about how all these communities that are around the temple are using the space. Uh, so maybe we can hear a little bit about what's going on in these houses of worship. I mean, that's a very interesting uh, perspective. Uh, one of the key features and salient features of the House of Worship is the fact that they are center of uh, service and worship. Over the time, the, the Kumbai community of Kampala has also uh, had a, a sustained effort to make sure that the community that are living within the vicinity of the House of Worship understands that this is a gift. Uh, that the, the, the temple in their midst is a gift from Baha'u'llah to, to them. And, and that means that uh, it doesn't belong to the Baha'is. Although Baha'is are the one managing and taking care of it, it belongs to each and every human being and each and every uh, person that's living within the vicinity or even far and beyond. For example, we, the Baha'is promote uh, different educational activities that are geared towards uh, creating moral and spiritual uh, intellectual of, of the young people, whether they are children or people that are in transition to adult, we call them junior youth, and also opening up of a devotional meeting in, in effort to look at uh, community coming together to pray and to pray to, to both their neighbors and themselves, their families and their children young people that are involved in those educational process that are uh, striving to study these materials and to uh, implement and, 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 and live along the, the, those, these materials, also have a chance to say prayers in the house of worship and then connect whatever they are doing within the community, whether it is service projects that they are carrying out, whether they are, they are cleaning the roads or they are cleaning the water ponds or they are, they are, they are attending to the sick or to the elderly, they are able to connect that directly with the house of worship, bringing that concept of worship and service very, mm -hmm. very clearly. So 
um, what Santos was mentioning made me think about um, things that are happening in Santiago that are very, very similar. Is uh, We've also seen many youth uh, from from neighbors nearby the house of worship getting starting to to have a very deep connection with their house of worship with their temple uh, also they they come to the temple they study uh, and they have the opportunity to, to practice service uh, which is a very important uh, part of of what baha'is everywhere are trying to understand and it's part really of of, of how we we conceive life uh, we are servants uh, in, in the first place and as servants we we pray so and we've been understanding in that sense how a household worship reflects the spiritual aspirations of a people in the in the case of santiago it's it's truly a reflection of the spiritual aspirations of the chilean people and i think for many chileans it it, it has been a, a discovery to to connect with their own spiritual our own spiritual identity that maybe maybe hasn't been uh, cultivated that much uh, in in recent times so uh, in a way for many people to go to the house of worship is to to come back home well uh, similar to the, you know the santiago and the kampala we have we experienced the very same experience uh, at the temple in delhi this temple has really played a significant role in enabling this uh, neighboring uh, inhabitants to take their own charge intellectually, socially, and uh, otherwise. So, and this was uh, facilitated by uh, a series of activities. The young, uh, the young generation, plus the parents, they were able to, uh, you know, come to the temple. They were able to find a certain, you know, uh, a certain amount of. Uh, uh, you know, peace which they had, and then they, they had a desire that actually, they, if they could, the children to come on regular base and uh, participate in uh, activities for the junior youths, activities for children classes, and our uh, volunteers, they were more than happy to assist them on a regular base. You have been listening to the first part of an interview about Baha'i houses of worship. The second part will be published in the coming weeks. For more information, visit news.bahai.org. And if you like this podcast, share it with a friend.